welcome to the very first episode of Unapologetically. I'm your host, Jackie, and I am so excited that you are here on this journey with me. I truly can't believe this day is here. I have had the idea of this podcast in my brain for a very, very long time. I have had a lot of ideas for different podcasts, but when I landed on this podcast where people could talk about their authentic selves, where they could tell their stories, talk about how they are living unapologetically, I knew that this was the right venture for me. And so I'm pretty proud of myself for starting this when I know nothing about how to start a podcast, how to record a podcast. I've learned a lot. I have had a lot of really frustrating moments, but I've also been really excited to continue to learn. It's been so nice to be in a creative space. I don't feel like I always have that creative outlet. And so that was really one of the driving forces of why I wanted to start. It's not so that I could sit here and hear myself talk (laughs) weekly, but it really was because I wanted to get back into storytelling. I knew that I knew so many people who were living their lives without shame, without guilt. And I think that those stories really need to be told. So how did this podcast come to be? Well, I was having a conversation with my friend and coworker Danielle, who you'll meet in the next episode. She is coming on to talk about her journey with Sober Curiosity. But I was having a conversation with her, I think, over the summer sometime, and I was telling her I needed to start a podcast. So our friendship is pretty much rooted in audio messages day in and day out, and we call them podcasts because, well, more on my end than hers, they'll sometimes be, I don't know, 10, 12 minutes. I'm usually walking when I'm doing these audio messages, and so sometimes I just lose, you know, any essence of time, and I sometimes have a lot to say, or I just ramble. It, you know, kind of depends, but I was like, I really need to start a podcast, and she was like, yeah, do it. I think you should do it. I thought about a couple different ideas of what I wanted to do. One that I landed on initially was, and I'll get into this in a little bit and definitely in other episodes, is on being a teacher, the state of education today, all of that. I just knew that even though I love the education space, it is also a space that is really traumatic for me for a lot of different reasons. And I just didn't know if that would be a place that would totally and completely fulfill me. When I thought of unapologetically, I knew I wanted people to come on and share what they had gone through their experiences, and I wanted people to learn something. Yes, I want it to be a really fun podcast. I want us to laugh. I want us to giggle. I do want it to be a space where we get something out of it at the end. I've already done three interviews, and I've already learned so much. I have someone coming on to talk about spirit gifts, which I can't wait for you to listen to that episode. I learned so much information about that world, about what it means to have spirit gifts. I didn't really know a ton about it. And to be honest with you, I feel like I was a little bit skeptical 
And I have completely changed my mindset on it. I was telling some girlfriends at brunch yesterday about that episode, and they are very excited to, to hear that one. I also had a good friend of mine come on and talk about her journey with grief and what that has meant for her life. While, again, I don't want every episode to be sappy or really deep or... I do think that this is going to be a really great place for us to learn together, to get to know one another, build a community, and just, again, just have a lot of fun. So when I came to Danielle with this idea, she was like, yes, definitely do it. I wrote a list of, I think, 50 different things that someone could be unapologetic about. And she was like, I love this idea and this idea and this idea and this idea. And I was like, okay, I feel like I've got something here. So I just want to give a shout out to Danielle because I think without her guidance, without her support, I don't know if I would have actually gone about and done this. Once I started to formulate some ideas, I started telling my best friends about it, who I am hoping will be on the podcast soon. We've had a little difficulty (laughs) trying to figure out when we are going to be able to record. You know, so many things get in the way of that and we want to do it live and with one another. But hopefully we will get to that soon. I started telling them about it. They thought it was a really good idea. And then I started telling people that were outside of my immediate circle. I belong to this networking group in Chicago. The founder will also be on the podcast soon because I think we all can learn so much from her and how she lives her life daily. But once I started to tell the girls of Level Up Ladies is what this organization is called, I found a really wonderful, supportive community, and some of the girls even in that group were like, yeah, I definitely want to be a part of that. I can't wait to hear it. Tell me when it drops. And from that point, I was like, okay, I think this has legs. Then I had to start thinking about, well, why am I doing this podcast? What is the real root cause of why this particular topic or this particular focus is one that I can run with. And if you know me personally, you know that this last year has been just a year of a lot of transformation. It has been a year of a lot of deep reflection, a lot of crying, but it has also been very fulfilling because I think I've really tried to come into my own. And to say that out loud as someone who is in their late 30s is also a really scary thing because I don't wish on anyone that they come to this realization so late, but this was my journey and I'm not going to apologize for it. It is what it is. I think without all of the obstacles and challenges that I've encountered over the years, I don't know if I would have gotten to the same place. And so When I think about what it means to be my authentic self, I think I've gotten there. And that has taken a lot of deep reflection. It has taken some real intense therapy, but I'm so proud of where I've come. I now feel like I walk into spaces and I am unapologetic when I am there. Am I always perfect? Absolutely not. I was just in a meeting on Friday at work And I messaged my boss off to the side and I was like, I feel like I'm talking too much. And she said, hey, didn't we say we're not going to police ourselves in this conversation? And I was like, yeah, you're right. And to be quite honest with you, I feel like that was probably one of the best meetings I had ever been in 
because I felt very confident in the things that I was saying, I didn't question the suggestions I was making. I didn't question the stories I was telling because I thought that they mattered. And again, I think when you're trying to come into your own, you need other people to be there and help you through that. And so, you know, I'm so grateful that my manager was able to be there and help me work through that. I do have really wonderful and supportive coworkers who will listen to me and will try to talk me off the ledge when I'm not feeling my most confident self. I've also started working with a leadership coach who has really given me the tools to step into conversations confidently and with a plan. Then obviously just therapy, right? I do a therapy called EMDR, which I will talk about in a later episode that really works on rooted trauma that you have experienced. And trauma can mean a lot of things to a lot of people. It doesn't have to be this big, scary thing. But working through that has been monumental in the changes that I've seen in myself because I have been in a space for a long time where I feel like I have lived my life for other people or I was too busy thinking about what people thought of me. When I was younger, I felt like I was sometimes too loud. I was too opinionated. I was too much. I would leave a situation and ruminate for hours and hours and hours on I can't believe I said this or I can't believe I was dancing too much or I can't believe that I did this or that. And I would sit there and I would live in this guilt and I would live in this shame. So then I really started to hide some of those aspects of myself and I wouldn't show up as my true authentic self. I would try to conform to what people thought I should be. I went to college. I got a teaching job, I bought a house, I was in a long-term relationship. I thought all of those things were what you quote unquote should do. And when I look at those years, I was so incredibly unhappy. And it wasn't that I hated my job or I was in a miserable relationship, but I was just doing things that I thought I should do. I loved teaching, always loved teaching, but I always felt a little bit uneasy when I was a teacher. When I was in this long-term relationship, I was like, this is what you do. You find someone at 20 and then you get married in your early 20s and then you you start your life. That's what you do. I bought a house with this guy. I really thought that this is where my life was gonna go and I was just so unhappy. I look back on that I don't look at it with regret or shame but I was so lost and because I had lost myself in what I really wanted and what made me really happy it was really easy for me then to ground my identity in my job and so teaching became who I was so when anyone asked who is Jackie or can you tell us something about yourself It would always be, well, I'm a teacher. I'm in education. I love my students. I love what I do every single day. I get to talk about books and I get to see kids learn how to write. 
but that became my entire identity. There were a lot of times where I didn't even know what else to talk about because I was so ingrained in this life. Even though it didn't always make me happy, that never had anything to do with my students. I keep in touch with a lot of my students. I love them. I'm so proud of them. I am who I am because I was in the classroom and I formed those relationships, but it became this all-consuming thing, and it was because I let it. I, you know, even though I had so much fun with my friends and I really spent a lot of quality time with my family and I would go on dates and I would be in relationships. I always felt like something was a little bit off. And then I left teaching and I really had to confront what felt off. I had to think about what is it that makes me happy because I didn't have this crutch anymore of, well, I'm a teacher. And so that is all I know about myself. I was not a teacher anymore. It was the first time where I really had to think about, oh shit, I don't know what my hobbies are. I don't know who I am. I don't know what is going to make me happy on a daily basis. I didn't know any of that. And then on top of it, I was navigating the ending of this relationship that was really, really complicated I still had a connection with a guy that I was in a relationship with. It was a very traumatic breakup. It was a friendship and a relationship that mattered a lot to me. And it was a constant presence in my life, even though we were no longer together. So on top of losing what I thought was my whole identity, navigating this really traumatic breakup. I didn't even know where to go. I didn't know where to start, which is again, why I was so grateful for my therapist because I had to do this deep inner work to try to get to a point where I knew who I was. And I would say within these last seven, eight months, maybe is where I finally committed to this work. Even though when I left teaching, I was really excited for my new job. I was finally making some money. (laughs) You know, teachers were not in it for the money. I was working from home. I had this super flexible schedule. I had, for the first time ever, a real work-life balance. I mean, I was eating dinner past three (laughs) o'clock. Like, for teachers, that's pretty normal. I could go on dates that were after 6 p.m., like a normal human. But... I was so confused as to who I actually was. I think what the root of that was, was I was living my life for other people. I was living with a lot of shame. I felt like when I left teaching, I was letting my teaching friends down. I was letting students down. I was letting my family down. I was so worried about all the other people in my life that I didn't focus on myself. And I didn't focus on myself for a good two years. Because I'm still in the education space, I had this tie to teaching. So when I talk, and I still do this, when I talk, I talk from a teacher lens. I talk from a teacher perspective. But I also had to say goodbye to that part of my identity. And that was really hard for me to do. 
I still love being in the classroom. I love working with students. I am lucky that my schedule is flexible enough that I do get some time in classrooms, which is really great. But I needed to let that part of my identity go. And so again, through that work, I was able to really commit to myself and commit to, I only need to worry about what Jackie needs and what Jackie wants. It didn't matter what my ex wanted. It didn't matter what work needed of me. It didn't matter what my family needed of me. And I know that that sounds selfish. Truly, it was what allowed me to get past this really hard block. Make sure that you know who you are. Make sure that you love yourself and that you are happy with who you are. And when I committed to that, my life changed so much. I started to attract really positive things in my life. I became more confident. I deepened my friendships. I honored my myself and my body. I ran the fastest half marathon I've ever run in my life. I got a promotion at work. I gained a lot of confidence in dating. I don't think that at this point in my life, I am accepting shit from anyone. And I know what I want out of a partner, which is so good. I would come into relationships a lot of time trying to figure out, well, what do they want me to be? What do they want me to think and act and feel and say? And, you know, was I being too much for them? Was I getting too excited about things? And I realized like, no, if they don't accept me for who I am, because I am excited. I love getting to know people. I love to be affectionate. And if they don't want that, then they're not the right person for me. When I stopped feeling shame and guilt about all of those things is when I started to be more authentic. The people in my life, whether that's at work or my you know, group of friends or in any romantic relationships, if you aren't there for me and the real me, then I don't need you. And that's okay. And as someone who deals a lot with wanting to be liked by everybody, that has been a difficult lesson to learn, but it's been a good one or positive one. I'm really proud of myself for getting to this place. So all of that brings me to this podcast. And Like I said, I feel like I've always been a storyteller. I've always been someone who is interested in hearing from other people and wanting to know what makes other people tick. When I was an administrator, I wanted to get to know each and every one of my teachers in a way that I could then allow them to be their best selves in the classroom. And that was different for every single person on my small little team. I feel like that's always been a gift that I've had. And so through these interviews that I'm doing, I'm just so psyched to be able to make these connections and hear people's stories and hear their journeys. So that's a little bit about where this podcast is going, why it started, why I'm here. I know that not every episode is going to resonate with you and that's okay. I do hope that you 
try to learn something from every episode, though. I think that's what my goal is right now, is that I want to learn something from everybody and take something away from every single episode. I don't want every single episode to be sappy or serious. That's not me. That's not my style. But I want to honor and appreciate all the stories that people are going to come on here and tell. And so I'm so excited for that journey. I can't wait for you all to hear how this goes. Bear with me as we work out the kinks. I know it's not going to be perfect, which is so hard for me as a complete perfectionist to say out loud. But I just am so grateful that you're here, you're listening, and you're giving it a chance. So the next episode will drop next Monday. It is going to be a wonderful episode with my good friend Danielle, who is going to talk about her journey through sober curiosity and why she has decided on that path. We have other really great episodes coming up. We have some episodes where we're going to talk about aging gracefully. We're going to talk about being empowered. We are going to talk about living our best lives. I, again, can't wait for you to hear from these wonderful people in my life. Thank you so much for being here for the very first episode of Unapologetically. Now get out there and live the best life you could ever imagine.